0: Welcome to The Being Leader. I'm Annabelle Graham. Welcome to this episode of The Being Leader, the podcast that discusses how we need to show up and be as leaders, reflecting on what impacts our behaviours, our relationships and our outcomes, and allows us to focus more on our approach to leading ourselves, our teams and our organisations. Now in the last couple of episodes, I've talked with Prita Cooley and Georgia Prestento about choice and decisions, especially decisions in teams. And these concepts are so important to examine for us as individuals, but especially in our roles, if we're business owners or leaders of teams and businesses. But the subject I'm going to talk to you about today is even more important as it's the stages that need to happen when we've chosen and made decisions. And it's as important in a large organization as in a small business. And that thing is creating strategic alignment. Now, if you're sitting there thinking, Annabelle, I'm a one man band. I don't work in an organization. This really isn't relevant to me. then I'd ask you to think again. I bet you have people you collaborate with. You know, suppliers who work for you, maybe in website design, social media, other freelancers. This applies to them. You may not employ them, but they work for your business. And in that sense, strategic alignment is more than important than ever because there isn't a loyalty there. So you have to find a way to engage them. If you work in an organization, then this is something that you should be applying at a senior level and at a function and team level. So no matter whether you're a CEO or a team leader, guess what, this applies to you. So before we start talking through it, Let's do a quick audit of your business. Have you got a strategy in place in your business? No? And guess what, you need one. Have you taken that strategy and communicated it to your direct reports or to your collaborators that you work with? And then at all of those levels below you? No? And why the hell not? Especially if you're running a business where you employ people. Your people are not mind readers. You need them going in the same direction as you. Then, have you aligned the department and team objectives and the personal development objectives of those direct reports back to the strategy so that it links in and delivers the business goal at their functional level? And then have your direct reports cascaded it down to the level below and aligned their personal objectives back to the functional strategy to make sure their departments deliver and deliver your corporate goal? And so on and so on. Have you answered yes to everything so far? Really? Honestly? Look, if you have, brilliant. That's great. You're one of the few organisations I, I work with who have done it and made it work. And that's fantastic. And if you have, then I suppose I can go and speak to Molly the Cleaner or Dan who's on reception or Raj who's a new apprentice or whoever in your business. And they'll be able to tell me all of this then, will they? They'll be able to explain how their role contributes and and what their objectives look like and how that links back into the strategic goals. Hmm, thought not. You're looking a little bit skeptical now. And I think the words, well, some might be able to do that, but not all of them is probably gonna come out. Now, where does this concept come from? So I wanna take you back good 60 years during a visit to the nasa space center in 1962 president kennedy at the time noticed a janitor carrying a broom and he interrupted his tour walked over to the man and said hi i'm jack kennedy what are you doing and the janitor replied well mr president i'm helping put a man on the moon how great is that that's somebody who's at the lowest level of an organisation who really gets why they're doing what they're doing. And I think what's most important is, you know, NASA was only founded 1959. There was over 8,000 employees. Everybody understood what was going on. How good is that from a communication level? And how great would it be that everyone at every level of your business could your articulate your goals that clearly? So, how many of you have purpose and vision statements? How many of you have defined the values for your company that align to those statements? That we walk, live, breathe, and demonstrate within our organisations on a daily basis, and that our employees buy into and believe, live, demonstrate, and talk about on a daily basis? How many times does that happen? Not many. In many places, we write a strategy. It goes in a document, we talk about it to a few people and then it gets sent out to the heads of department, never to see the light of day again. They look at it, they don't understand it because it isn't communicated very well. You've written it in fancy language to try and make yourself sound clever and it's not simple. So therefore they pop it in a file on their laptop and they get on with the day-to-day. Now truly, honestly, does that document speak to the people who you really want to engage? Engaging with our people is often too hard for us, but we should do it so much more. Because when we do, we start to listen to them. And we start to ask the right questions and be super curious. And then we start to find out what we should have known if we'd only had the time to stop, think, and pay attention in the first place. And that starts to govern what we do. So now that I've got you thinking about this, let's look at how what we can do to improve communication of strategy and alignment of goals within your teams or within your business. So what is organisational alignment? Well I love this definition by McKinsey from the book Maligned Organisations. It says bringing meaningful purpose, practical strategies and goals together makes an organization's aspirations more credible and hence more likely to be achieved. And doing this Creating that strategic alignment is really beneficial to the organization and the team because everyone then works on the right things. They're all going in the right direction. More is accomplished then because of this. Teamwork increases and performance and profitability rises. So for me, there are six steps that you need to put in place to ensure that you've aligned your vision with your actions. These will allow you to gain clarity create alignment and start to really make a difference and create high performance within your team or your business. And I organize this around a model called VICTOR. And VICTOR stands for vision, incentive, capability, tools, organization, and review. So let's look at them one by one. Step one is vision. Now what is that? What do you want your business to achieve in 5 years, 10 years, 30 years? What's your goal? What will make you unique and how will you stand out from this crowd? You need to think about that. Hone this idea, test it and get feedback on your vision. Ask your team if they understand it and more to the point if they agree with it. Because that last bit's important. Because if your team don't have the same vision as you, they won't drive it for you. We need to involve people. Or we end up in an echo chamber of half a dozen people with the same knowledge and the same views churning out the same thing, often with no understanding of reality. That's dangerous. The next part around the vision is common purpose. Once you know what you want to achieve, your vision, then ask, do we have a common purpose? A common purpose is a group of people who have the same purpose or intent in some action or a series of actions. Basically, it's about getting everyone in your your business to understand why they are doing what they're doing and all pulling in the same direction. Everyone in that team needs to be involved in defining it and agreeing the common purpose. So get your people together and talk about why you're really there, what it's gonna deliver, what the benefit's gonna be, and what you're doing and what you should be doing. The bigger the organization, the greater the need for focus groups. So speak to your people and get feedback on this as it will really help in selling your purpose. And then the third step around vision and common purpose is to communicate it. When you've got those two things in place, you need to communicate them throughout your business and replicate creating common purpose in every team if necessary. And when you do that, you need to be very clear You need to think about using clear, simple language to really tell your team members why and what you need them to do at every level of the organisation. And you need to think about how you deliver this message and make sure it's in the easiest format for them to understand, not you. So that's vision. Step two is, is incentive. Why should your team deliver the vision for you? So, having defined and communicated your purpose, what's the incentive for your team to deliver? How are you going to get them to buy in? Now, engaging employees can be one of the biggest challenges. You know, creating the passion within them to deliver and follow your purpose is absolutely key. And when we're thinking about high engagement, there are four key areas that we need to have in place to really deliver that. So, the first part is engagement with the organisation. How engaged are your people with the organisation as a whole? And how do they feel about senior management? Talk to them, get their feedback. Again, use focus groups or forums and get them to buy in. Two, how engaged are they with their manager? You know, and that is about how employees feel about their direct supervisors. And the type of thing that comes into um, thought there could be feeling valued, being treated fairly, receiving feedback and direction. If you don't know how your people feel about their bosses, you should. You know, remember people leave managers, not organizations. So check in and find out. The third part is strategic alignment. So that's what we're talking about today, you know, making sure that we've got a clear strategy and set of goals and that employees understand that and they understand how the work that they do contributes to the organisation's success. And then the fourth part about high engagement is competency. And we'll talk about that in a minute. You know, do managers have the skills needed to get the job done? And do they display the behaviours needed to motivate employees? You know, do your people walk the talk? Reviewing these four areas within your business can help you discover if you're creating the right environment for motivation and also the right culture. Because how we behave is as important as what we do, in some cases more so. And this can be the difference that really gets your employees satisfied and engaged in what you're trying to achieve. So let's then move on to the third step, capability. Do your people have the right skills? And this is where you really need to be honest and hold the mirror up. In this, I want you to think about the people that you have in your teams and the skills that they possess. And I want you to really look at them and make sure that you do a very honest appraisal of who you have and what they're capable of doing and actually delivering. Don't put the rose tinted spectacles on here because that's when things go a little bit pear shaped. You know and, and after you've looked at them i want you to think are the succession plans in place and has the talent development taken place to make sure that you have the skills and capability and also that you have the people in the right roles in three to five years time so you're probably thinking well surely i need to think about now why is three to five years important Well, absolutely, you do need to think about now. But if you're creating alignment and you're setting your vision and your strategy three to five years out, and you should be, then actually you also need to be thinking about who you need to enable that to be delivered. If you're just thinking six months out with your people, it's not far enough. You need to start to get your people plan in line with your organizational plan. And when you do that and you think about your people and who's delivering and who isn't, I want you to think, do you know what? If you've got people who wind you up, who don't deliver, who are always the topic of conversation at the beginning of meetings, with people moaning about them because they haven't done what they're supposed to do, why are you still employing them? Now, I know that sounds really vicious, but you need to have the right people on the bus. You need to have the right bus with the right people on it. They also need to be sitting in the right seat to get the job done because otherwise you may as well take the wheels off and push because that's what it's going to feel like so think about who needs to go who do you need to engage who do you need to spend time with who do you need to develop because they've they've got raw talent but it needs to be honed and who is going to drive your business and make it great and who just doesn't care you know make sure that you've got people with the right skills and if you haven't Think about, do you need to recruit someone or develop them to make sure they have the right skills? So we've looked at vision, we've looked at incentive, and we've looked at capability. The next thing also requires you to be honest, and that's tools. The things that you actually need to do to get the job done. So what do I mean by tools? Well, there are many, but here are a few obvious ones that often we don't get right. Time. So this could be making time for things to happen, being realistic with deadlines, or simply canceling out the meetings that make absolutely no sense so people can get on with what you pay them to do. Sometimes this could mean you need to give your time, you need to work with your people, you need to stop ticking off the to-do list and be out there with your people understanding their challenges, what support they need and coaching them to succeed. Also time may mean you need to prioritize more effectively. So you do a few things really well rather than achieve okay in many areas. One of the, another tool is money. You need to make sure the funds are available in the budget or the people are available to do the job at hand or that your team has all the tools they need to do their job because otherwise you're asking them to do something that's impossible you're gonna hamstring them. And that's really, really frustrating. And it means they're never gonna achieve what you want. So think about it, you always have budget. You just need to consider, are you using it in the right way, in the right places and on the right things? And the other key thing that we often don't get right within tools is technology and environment. So have your people got the right technology to do their job? So, that could be software, it could be broadband speed. Um, and can they work when they need to work? Are you providing flexibility? And do you make it easy for them to do their job? And I think, you know, at the moment, in the middle of a pon- pandemic where they're in lockdown three in the UK, um, that's absolutely crucial. You know, people are trying to homeschool. They don't want to be sat tied to a desk nine till five. They want to be able to fit it round things and make it work for them. They do want to do a good job, but you need to be flexible with them. So are you bothered about the nine to five? If so, why, you know, do you trust people to work whenever and wherever and do their jobs and have they got the devices that they can use anywhere and do they work? You know, have you given your people what they need? And more to the point, have you taken away what they don't need? You know, those reports that land in their inbox, filling it so they get 150 emails a day, when actually they probably only need 10. So think about how you enable your team to do their job and the resources you actually give them. Are you expecting miracles? And think about how your team use their time and make sure they use it wisely. So that's tools. Step five, is about organisation. Do you have a plan of action? Now, for me this is the most crucial step and actually at this point you need to go back and you need to check the alignment. Once we've done the last four steps we now need to set the action plan, not the other way around. We often run to the action plan first. So don't do that because if you do you'll end up with a false start and you will have to redo it. That doesn't mean there aren't steps and actions to take through the first four but Actually, they need a bit of prep and they need a bit of thought first. When we get to the organization, and to the action plan, we need to make sure that the what we are doing links back to the why we are doing it. And that this is understood through every single level in the business. We need to make sure that the actions relate to our strategic plans and that they are coherent. We also need to make it relevant to the person so that we explain to the individuals and the team members why their contribution matters and how what they do fits into what the team delivers, what the function delivers, and what the organization delivers. Because when people can see that, when they can see the purpose, they engage more. Also, your actions need to be smart. You need to have measures and outcomes in place for your action plan. If it's just a list, list of tasks and you don't know how you'll know when you've achieved it, You need to go back and look at it again. And then finally, you need to communicate. Once you have your action plan communicated, you need to check it regularly and review it on a monthly and quarterly basis. It's no good on a file or in a drawer. You need to make it a live document which you use daily. You get tea stains on it. You scribble notes over it. Or have it on the wall so you can track it. Anything that makes you and your team own it, use it and make it happen. And that review bit leads us on to the final step: reflect. Are you on track? And how do you need to adapt? So, if you put the six steps in place, will it create alignment? Well, they'll enable you to do it if you follow them. But if you miss a step or you don't complete it fully, you there will be a consequence. So that reviewing regularly and reflecting is really important. And it's one of the three things that you need to do to really make these things happen once you've communicated the vision and gone all the way down to the organization stage. So when you're thinking about reviewing regularly, think about what meetings are you having? You know, do you have tactical meetings, which may be a weekly, where you get a very brief update on what's happening one week out or two weeks out, so you can change tack or make you know really fast decisions to keep your business doing what they're supposed to be doing if not get them in place then maybe on a more monthly basis have you got those operational decisions so that could be looking at the steps of the action plan for the next one two maybe three months you know and making sure that we're on track that things are happening looking at the support people need and you might have developmental conversations with your people along the way and then do you check in on that quarterly basis and have those more strategic meetings where you're reviewing what you've done last three months and actually what the next six, and nine look like. So that we have got a bigger picture lens on things and really understanding the context and how we're working and operating. And that then needs to be mirrored down the organization because you need space for all of these meetings if you're not having them. If you're only having the weekly and monthly, really be honest with yourself, are you being strategic? Because you're probably not. Because we get caught up in stuff in those meetings. So you need to make a space for the strategic um, conversations. And that weekly, monthly and quarterly might sound a bit prescriptive and a bit bureaucratic, but if you don't do it, it will ina- by doing it, it will enable you to get a structure in place so you develop a habit. Once you've developed the habit, then change it up and make it work for you. But if you haven't developed the habit yet, you need to do something to get that habit in place. Therefore, sometimes we've got to overstructure things before we loosen that structure. You know, learn the technique before you play around with it. So review regularly, that's really key. And part of that review regularly, which links into our Reflect stage, is ensuring accountability for results. And that's at two levels. You need to take accountability for your own actions. You need to live with it, breathe it, and do what you say you will do every single day. You need to keep doing it consistently. And if you believe why you're doing it and keep communicating that message to your people, change will happen and your people will buy into your message and that strategic alignment will start to come into effect. You know, you also need to hold your team accountable for their own actions, because if you don't, things aren't gonna get done. Then finally is consistency, and this is linked to communication, and especially to behavior. You need to be consistent. Often, when we start out with a strategy, and we've communicated it once, or we've communicated it three or four times, then we think it's done. You know, in our brain, we've told everybody, so it should just happen. But actually, that doesn't work. We need to say things sort of like a minimum of 20 times to make it stick. So therefore, we need to keep saying it. And the problem is, by keep saying it, we are going to get bored of that message a lot sooner than other people. But it might be the first time that it's really going in for them. So you need to not deviate away from that message when you've got a bit bored. You need to keep doing it. You know, creating alignment and achieving your goals isn't about saying something and then jumping on the next bandwagon. You can't keep changing things for the sake of it just because you're fed up. You need to continue with it. You know, resilience is really important and we have to keep doing what we said we were going to do and remain consistent and repeat that message and role model their behaviors over and over again. Now, admittedly, you need to adapt, you know, especially if the environment changes, you know, the environment in which you're operating in, if that changes, then adapt things. You know, remember Polaroid cameras? No? Well, that's exactly my point. If you fail to adapt, as they did, then they end up going bust. But it doesn't mean you necessarily wholesale throw out what you came up with in your strategy. It just might mean you need to tweak it or the way you apply it may may need to be different. So by being consistent, by repeating that message, by role modeling those behaviors again and again, that gets the message across. It builds trust and ultimately it produces better outcomes. So that's it. That's creating strategic alignment. Victor, vision, incentive, capability, tools, organization, and reflection. Think about it in your next business review and see what happens. If you found this podcast useful, then by all means, go back to the very beginning of the few of those episodes and check out the ones on vision and purpose. And that will give you a little bit of an understanding of some of the other things that you may need to do. Also, if you know you work with somebody and you might find it useful, then pass this link on to them because it's only by people like you sharing it with people who you think will appreciate it. Does our listenership grow? Thanks for listening. And I hope to, you found today you thanks for listening to The Being Leader.